This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. The podcast follows the development and execution of our critically acclaimed off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York. We're open right now with the Players Theater. We're here until February. You can also get our album right now on iTunes and Spotify. Tickets are on sale. We also have Broadway Con this week. So come see us at the booth. If you talk to us for a while, we might even give you something for free. Ooh, what are we going to can out for free? I can't tell you, but I hear it's a hit at Broadway Con. So see us there. Come to the show. We have a show on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <clears throat> and um, it'll be a fun time. So today we're playing original demos that are from Good Morning New York. And we're going to play the demos. Then we're going to play the off-Broadway songs. And you guys get to compare them and see how they're involved, which is really exciting because my guest today is Jackson Bell. You heard him before. You're hearing him again. He's the co-composer. He did the arrangements. He plays guitar. He's the music director. Um, he also helped build the set. <laughs> he's the set designer. <clears throat> Just kidding. I feel like everyone has a credit of set designer. Um, but uh, anyway, Jackson, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you for having me, Jackie. So you came in and you cleared some time on your busy schedule for us because uh, you've been pretty busy playing that band in the show. Yeah, uh, MDing has been fun. It has been uh, it's been quite the thing. And you're very good at it too. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought the show's been the show's been good so far. Uh, I you know. Was it- it's it's interesting. It's sort of how um, I imagine it is piloting some sort of large aircraft. Mm-hmm. Like your de- your decisions are directly impacting the lives of, you know, a hundred to a hundred and fifty people. Yeah. Two hundred people. You know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it for, for like a larger aircraft? <laughs> now let's go back because we had previews first, <clears throat> then we had opening night. And opening night, okay, I gotta say, so, and I talked about it on a podcast episode, I think my last podcast episode, it was, it was a little bit bigger than I thought. Like, I know that I set up the backdrop, the red carpet, and like, we made the call last minute to put it outside, and then like, the news came, but like, a lot of these things, like, I planned for, but I didn't think it would cause such a scene in the area. Because remember in the players, they, well, they were like, we had the red carpet and backdrop outside. And then people kept walking by like, whoa. We were like, yeah. we're causing a scene, a good scene. Yeah. And we had sh- someone hand out champagne. There was champagne. Like, it, was, it, was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And I was trying to make it good, but <coughs> I'm patting myself on the back. Yeah, and I, I thought we had a good night mm-hmm. on stage that night, too. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going. I was going on the timeline. So we start with the big scene outside yeah. with the news showing up. And then we go into the actual show. Full house. Full house. Was it weird playing for a full... Because is this your first time you've like played guitar for like a, a theatrical event? Mm, I mean, not since high school. Yeah. But Was uh, it a little weird? I mean, you know, we would play to... Um, well, the limited engagements we did in high school, you know. But it would be... We played to some full houses at some of those... Uh, like, I, I played guitar at Little Shop once. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as far as uh, helming the ship on a, on a Broadway or off-Broadway show, no, this is the first one. Um, some people don't admit that kind of thing. Then uh, when you do your second one, you say, oh, yeah, this is my second one. You don't tell anybody this is your first. 
Mmm. And I just told everybody. Well, everybody, everybody's uh, out there listening. <laughs> well, they could also see it in your playbill if they came. Yeah. Not really. You actually have a really funny thing in your playbill. I know. Mine is Bobby Allen, our fantastic John, uh, said, <laughs> dude, you have the strangest bio in playbill. <laughs> or I think the weirdest bio is what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll wear that. I'll wear weirdest bio. I, I shout out both Fernet Branca and vintage synthesizers in one little... I also think <laughs> that you should give me some ghostwriting credit for that. Because you remember your first bio? Uh, I, I think I actually used the line, um, long walks on the beach, you know. Yep. Because you said the first part, you live in Brooklyn, you're from Los Angeles, and then you said and he likes long walks on the beach, period, I think. And then I shot back at you, because your, ba- your bio on our website says the... Can you quote it for everyone who's not been to the show yet? If not, I'll go to my room and I'll go get the playbill. Uh, quote what? <coughs> your bio. Oh. Um, because uh, basically my point is on the website... No, not word for word. I, I can. I have playbills. I, I can go get it. Stuff. All right, go get it. Why not? So on the website, what happens is he has like this funny little thing that's in his bio. Then when he sent his playbill bio, it had something that I didn't think was as funny or original. And I was like, Jackson, you're an what, original was guy. The, was it the Bavarian <laughs> cheese making line? No, no, you didn't have that. All you said was you live. You play I, guitar. I live in Brooklyn. Like I did long that in a, I, I did that in. I think Tell them a, the story while I get the playbill. I think it was a high school play that I did. They wanted a bio. And I, um, I, I told everybody I was a worldwide authority on Bavarian cheese making. Because nobody, like, how are you going to prove that I'm not? You can't. Oh, I can't wait to listen back and hear what you said. <laughs> all right, so I have, I have the playbill. I have this playbill that, like, I spilled champagne all over on opening night. Um, that's actually my far- favorite part of the few two weeks is like hanging out after opening night and like drinking champagne with my family and the band. That was like probably one of my favorite moments. Well, the band had whiskey if I remember correctly. Yeah, from your father. All right, here's your bio. You can read it out loud for the audience. Oh yeah, okay. Jackson Bell, co-composer, arranger, music director, and guitarist is from Los Angeles, California. He also plays in a yacht rock band called Bad Business. His favorite drink after a big meal is a shot of Fernet Branca. He likes vintage synthesizers. You can be contacted on Instagram at jgbellmusic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been working on my, like, NPR voice. Yeah? How was that? Can I, I didn't like, notice. Can I read? Don't mess with the wire. Uh-oh. Hope my read, mic still works. Uh, no, we're, we're still up, for sure. Can we read what? Uh, read, like, you know. Serial commercial copy. Oh, wait, were we talking about this like before <coughs> one of the shows? You were like, I could do a better voiceover than this for a pre show voiceover, and I was like, No, you can't. No, I feel like I could if I tried. Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I feel like voice acting, like doing voiceover work, is that would be such a fun alternative career to dabble in a little bit you know i do agree with you if i wanted to you know hang up my cape it would be fun fun for you <laughs> i'm just kidding i won't mess with you um i'm a little i'm a little crouchy oh 
In a little bit, evidently. Mm. But, you know. I'm a bad host right now. I need a bad it, host. It's okay. I, th- I believe in you. I think you'd be very good at it. Voice acting? Uh-huh. I think it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Do you getting... do voices? I've done some voices. I feel like I try to do a lot of voices, but it's all kind of the same one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I could I could see that. Maybe. Oh, my God. We're seven minutes in, and we just totally got sidetracked. This is what happens. <coughs> this is what happens when you're on a podcast, folks. Yeah. This okay. Is... <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. All right. So now we're sidetracked. But before we start... I want to update everyone on how ticket sales are going because Felicia and I did a podcast about this one time and it was pretty good. The ticket sales? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to update you with um, the only information I want made public from the box office. There you go. So I will give you the producer's info and I will not go further than that. Yeah. Here we go. All right, so let's talk about the money. So we have a 50-50 split with the theater each night. The first 650 goes to them. The next um, 650 goes to me, and this happens each night. Then after that, after we both have 650, it's a 50-50 split. And then I did the math with my account, Finn Liu. Great gal. Great gal. And <clears throat> I need to sell 67 seats to get my money back each night. That's about, my goal is 60 seats, just to get close. <clears throat> um... Based off box office sales, we're actually averaging at 57 seats hey, a night. Yeah. 57. 57 seats a night from... Good year 57. Uh-huh. 1957. Okay. If you're, if you're a guitar collector especially, a, a very good year for Gibson <coughs> and uh, Fender guitars as well. Okay. Nice. So yeah, so 57 seats is what we're at now. And then the production costs 13500 Then we, the first few checks go to the actors and crew and the band. And then the rest go to the investors. So right now, <clears throat> here's a little scoop. So if sales continue at this rate, <laughs> investors at 57 seats, it, investors will lose 3300 total. Not like each, but total. Put everyone's money together. We're down 3000 But... Considering I'm one of the main investors, um, I'll probably lose that and the chunk of that. However, my deposit was three thousand dollars. So if the theater like doesn't burn down, I get my money back minus three hundred dollars. Cool, you, huh? But you get to you get to have the three thousand again. Yeah. Minus three hundred. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm just down three hundred. That's not... We're up 2.7, you know? Yeah, if we recoup, like, that's the thing. I'm, sa- I'm saying how it's looking now is I think, you know, I'll make most of my money back. And a lot, 80% of Broadway shows don't recoup. So for me to be in, like, that few thousand range... That's pretty solid. I think so, too. But I'm nervous because everyone, it's public information. You can go and look at our ticket sales. Next week, we are averaging at... <clears throat> 18 seats per show. But for some reason, over the weekend, a, a series, I can't that find... That can change, folks. That That's uh, that's the stuff that can change. But at this time... The projections, But at you know? this time, last week, we were all... We were, I think we were averaging at less seats per show. Mm-hmm. Then we had free headshot day. And then, a gift from God, we are listed on the TKTS booth in Times Square. So, like, we had... We're now, we now have a surge of audiences that I just don't know... I don't know like where they're coming from, but in the morning I'd wake up and we'd be at like 20 sales. And then hours later we'd be at 50 sales for a show. 50 yeah. tickets. That's good. That's really good. 
That sounds and that's really how good. Broadway works. That's what they say. They say most people buy it the day before or the day of. So like, and we're at Broadway Con too, which is this week. That is this week. So yes, people will come get deals. So I actually, I think... I'll be there Friday. Yes, you will. At 2? I don't know. I'll have to look at the schedule. Yeah. Noon or 2. I'll be there Friday. I think it's noon to 2. Just come at 1.30 and you'll noon see. Noon to 2. <laughs> noon to 2. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we are with ticket sales. We're, isn't that cool? That we, is cool. We, we will mostly make our money back. There you go. Fantastic. I know. And I can tell that to investors in my next production. Also fantastic. I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That really is excited. that is cool. Yeah. No, this I know. Is fantastic radio. No, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I <coughs> I am so excited. I get to make my money back because people listening. Well, maybe I I really might not. And but people listening know how but hard you, it was to raise it. That's true. Like you, you never heard the episode where my tooth fell out and I had to make a decision. You're whoa. Yeah, you never heard that episode. I suppose I haven't heard that episode. It was a good guys go listen to it. It's it's titled "How Am I Going to Raise Thirteen Thousand Dollars with Morgan as the Guest?" Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So people who have been following along and me saying I'm probably going to lose all my money, and uh, it's a nice difference. Okay, so that's what I have to say. Let's just go into the music now. We've talked about money. I'm really excited. I guess I'm the only one. If you are excited too, email me on Instagram right now. Slide into the DMs and say you too are excited. Because I know a lot of you out there are playwrights and you're trying to produce your own stuff. And I want to see if this was an exciting fact or not. If not, we'll just move on. All right. Let's now go to the music. Before we do, Jackie, you said something that I found interesting. Um, Talking about... I mean, you know how it is a big deal that you, a producer of an off-Broadway show, um, have been able to, you know, be financially at least, like, viable with it. You know, that's, I mean, in this climate, you'd think it would be impossible to produce a entire thing on your own, you know? Rent out a theater, do all this stuff, and it's, I mean... You know, I spend most of my time playing in bands, and if you if you book a gig at some venue, all you have to do is show up. You know, bring some gear, maybe. There's so much more that goes into theater, which I mean, because I'm I, I wouldn't bill myself as a theater guy. You know, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. That's um, what makes our musical and our music really fun, because I think we do some things that like aren't mainstream to musical theater, and it's like, but it sounds good. Mm -hmm. Just because it doesn't follow the musical theater template doesn't mean you can't write a song and do a musical. What would that be if you had to come up with an example? Yeah, (coughs) because, for example, our songs... Remember, okay, tour. I heard the feedback from people and I just didn't listen to them. This is before you even were on board. Mm -hmm. So tour, I wrote a nice long lyrics because the way that I wrote tour, we don't play it on this show, on this... um, Actually... We, we do. do. We, I, I have tour. We can do a quick one. It's so different. You'll see. Okay. <clears throat> but people say, all <laughs> that's, I did... That's almost a line in that song. I didn't write verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. I didn't do that. Yeah, I just went just like a... straight long verse. Like we, uh, there's no there's no chorus. Tour is almost a, an epic poem. Yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing. Because I was like, well, it's a tour of the newsroom. Like, and then people kept saying, no, you have to have a point to the song. You have to have a something that sticks in their head. 
And then they're like, you have to have... There are line where we say we're not reporting, we're putting on a show. Mm-hmm. We say it twice, but a lot of people are like, no, no, you need a lot more than that. And you need to say it like, not reporting, we're putting on a show, plus four other lines in that. And then use that little chorus two times or three times. And then I was like, but why? I already said, I already said it. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I've always loved like non-traditional song form like that. Yeah. Like when it's, you know. It's a I mean, tour. You don't, of, you don't go yeah. back and be like. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody, I, I, if I'm reading what you're saying correctly, the, these... People say that I have to have a chorus. Well, yeah, you want it to be like a... They want it to be a pop song, essentially. And, exactly. And like, you know, you can do that. that can you be could. A, that can be effective, but also, <coughs> I mean, like, if you you give people, you know, details and images and cool things they can sink their ears into, their ears' teeth into... <laughs> right. Um... Which I think tour sort of does, like, interesting, like, weird turns of phrase, uh, cool images from a world that, and this was, I think, one of the strengths of Good Morning New York, a newsroom setting has never really been done on Broadway before. It has, network was, but that wasn't... But it's different. Oh, is it play? That's not... That's... Network wasn't... Oh, you uh, mean that's about on-air talent. This is about behind the scenes. Is that what you're saying? This is... Well, this is like... Like journalism. Reporting. Mm -hmm. Not like just TV, I guess. I don't know. I haven't... I haven't seen seen Network. Sorry. Also like the... Sorry, everyone. It's okay. Um, it's, It's... I'll say it's different. But we're also... What makes it different too that I really am proud of that we did is um, we don't get political. Like, we say Trump did something, but we don't say what he did. We just say that, like, this is... He did something again. He did something again. That's the exact quote. And then, like, whatever the local reporter was doing, she's now not doing that anymore because his national stories always outshine her local stories. Um, But thank you, and I I agree with you that... I'm saying thank you because it sounds like a compliment. It is a compliment. There are a lot of moving parts, and I think... Like, the reason why it works is we do have a really good team that's able to move with it. Like, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You and Max are the reason why we have music. Mm. Max was the one that told me to, like, get He's it together. A, Max plays the drums. Max plays the drums. He's the one where, which we should address, just the composer situation, but Max is the one well, that... Well, should we do that before we get into the music? I think the yeah. mu- actually listening to the music will help... Uh, clear some of that up. Yeah, because a lot of people are very confused about the Capone situation. I know that it, it might... Well, I don't know. You can say if it bugs you or not. I know that it bugs me. Uh, I... Hey, I... I um... Just because no one knows. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody knows ha- what what happened. So we're going to tell them. Well, I came on board after the fact. Let's, yeah. Let's start there. I had always been part of the show. I played guitar. Well, we'll, we'll, go, in the, we'll go in the timeline. Timeline. Let's give them the timeline so they know what happened. We'll start with 2018. <clears throat> yep. Or before 2018. No, no. 20, 2017 at a bar was where we made the agreement, but 2018 is when it went into effect. So uh. in 2018, Dylan Adler, I found him and I met him at the People's Improv Theater. He was hired by me. You did a show at the Pit once. I know you did. It was a great show. Um, so Dylan Adler was hired by me in 2018 to describe songs that I wrote on guitar and piano. Now, some of the songs he changed, others he did not. That is why sometimes he gets credit and royalties, and other times he does not. Five songs, and including Station, 
were not touched by Dylan Adler. He was also not involved in the orchestrations that saw Jackson Bell. Because Jackson did play in the New York Theater Festival when we had a band. However, the orchestrations were not written for the band. So We basically just looked at the piano music, wrote the chords on top of it, and... <coughs> And essentially went from there. And then, uh, and then Dylan did tell me. I, I've told this, said this so many times. Like we don't do a gossip podcast, but I do say it's important to note that there was not music written for the band that I did hire and pay a few hundred dollars for per band member. In addition to that, um, I don't want to make it. I'm just gonna say I asked why it wasn't written, and then his response was. That in off-Broadway shows there usually isn't sheet music for the band, which <laughs> I don't know is the where most, that came from. That uh, that I'm is sorry, fact. But... It's email, and it's like I, I hate saying it, but like this is one of this. You can say what you have to say, and then I'll say what I have to uh, say. I mean, that's just ludicrous. Like you got to have parts for people. So I hired. How I are paid. They, it was like just just jam along to my off-Broadway show, man. So I paid two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to every single band member. Not knowing that they did not have sheet music to play on. But thankfully we made it through. It was only three shows. And then the thing about this is, so I've always owned the rights to the music. And when it was time to do Off-Broadway, it was clear I needed someone to, uh, I needed to work with somebody else for business reasons. And honestly, creative reasons as well. So we're not going to go into too much of what happened. But I do think it's important to address that I was paying Dylan to transcribe and sometimes change. He still gets credit. And royalties, and that's why you see his name places, but you don't see him involved because I did not want him involved after that. I will say that for a portion of the music, um, mainly the piano, uh, piano parts, mm-hmm. the the piano vocal, um, the parts I liked, I kept. I uh, yeah, very very talented. I found I found. Plenty of good usable stuff in there. Absolutely. You know, let's let's. He is let's a very, be... very, very talented musician. Indeed. But not right for a production that I am paying for and producing. There you go. Yeah. So that's all I gotta say. Great guy. Great musician. Agreed. I, there, but but I wanted someone else in this production, and that person is Jackson Bell. Oh gosh. So now you're here, cause let me tell you something. Um, I've known Jackson. I met him through the theater festival and then I watched him and his band. They kind of, they formed a trio after and you guys play all across the city in so many bands. And so when it was time to find someone that I knew music, that I like, I knew he had a good education because that like really helps. Shout out to Berkeley. Yeah. (laughs) And so I hired, I brought on the best musician I know. That is you, Jackson Bell. That is, uh, that is quite the honor, Jackie, really. It is. I know, um. You know, you being a uh, songwriter yourself, um, you know you, you got uh, you got a discerning ear when it comes to you know your show, which you know this is. And what is a treat about today, even though we spilled like so much tea about what happened? Yeah, that's the tea, folks. But Brought I... to you by Harney <laughs> and Sons, which we're drinking right which now. Which we're drinking right now. Harney and Sons made upstate, and I, the, I love. Actually, I love Harney and Sons. They gave us all these tins for opening night and our fifty-four below show. 
I mean, honestly, guys, the whole cast drinks Harney and Sons. They even, like, buy it with their own money outside of the musical as well. So it's um, Love Harney and Sons, amazing sponsor. And what was I going to say, Jack? said I was going to give you a con- Oh, we spilled the tea. But what the tea that is the reason why this podcast is going to be so fun and maybe uncomfortable for me huh. is that Jackson only heard Dylan's demos and he was going off Dylan's music. So Jackson has never actually heard the original demos. A, a couple of them. Um, Christmas Eve, which is in the show, oh, but yes. not on the album. Establish which songs you solely wrote. Yeah, uh, Christmas Eve and Bye Bye Billy. There's more. You also did Station. I did the lyrics. No, I paid some outside composer. You wrote those those chords out, too. You're about to hear it. You're going to hear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're going to hear it. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to hear Station. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear Station. Lexi's still absolutely, absolutely amazing. Lexi just makes Station so much better. The best. But I'm, I'm really proud of Station. Yeah. But I won't tell you guys why. Just listen to Station and you'll see why I'm like, I can't wait to see your reaction. What else did you write? You did Tour, Christmas Eve. Tour, Christmas Bye Eve. Bye Bye Billy. Bye Bye Billy. Wake Up and Rise. Uh, yeah, right. I always forget And the reprise. That. And the reprise. And then you did all the transitions. And then you um, did all the orchestrations for everything and then kept some of what Dylan, which is why Dylan still receives credit and royalties. Of course. Of course. And, um, but, any other songs? But, I mean, uh... I kept what I liked and rewrote what I didn't. Yeah. So it's sort of it's interesting how it, it sort of snowballed along. Uh, it's like a it's like a sculpture that has multiple people chisel at it. It's certainly something that like I don't want to go through that again. Um, no, I. I <laughs> what I mean, if you just me, rather uh, like write? Like, I don't know start? if if any uh, any any um, musicians or Berkeley people dare I say it are out there listening. Uh, you remember Finale, you know about music transcription software. It can be kind of rough sometimes staring at computers until 4 a.m. writing out your parts, you know. And we do not, we do not have a large orchestra by any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination. It's uh, guitar, bass, piano, and drums. And they play harmonica on one song. And um, even that, copying those parts out, Making sure everything is is, you know, nice to look at, and makes sense, um, for you know. Seventeen, <coughs> seventeen numbers times four musicians, it's a lot of paper you have to make. And it takes a specific type of person to do that because like I couldn't do that. I not even if I knew sheet music, like, I don't have that that. I can't sit there for hours and like attention to detail and just look at a screen and make sure everything's right. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Yeah, it's it's uh <clears throat> I mean, you know, they <laughs> the way they portray it in uh, I think like Amadeus or some some movie about classical music uh composing is always this beautiful lyrical moment when he he sits down at the piano or his desk and he gets out his inkwell and pen and and he he begins just like hearing the music as he's writing it down. It's and and I try to write on paper as often as I can if I'm ever writing anything, because direct input from uh, internal hearing to computer there's too many steps. I have to write it down on a piece of paper 
and then put it into the computer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, because some people uh, do the thing with Finale where they will hook their keyboard up, just hit record, and they play it on piano, and it writes it down. That's a fun method, but I am nowhere near a good enough pianist to make that happen. Interesting. All I know is like the music looks great, and I'm happy you wrote it. Cause... Well, thank you, Jackie. <coughs> that's uh, that's what a that's what a degree from a top tier institution like Berkeley will get you. Yeah. And today you get to find out. I hope they. I hope they could hear the sarcasm. In ha ha ha! It's... And today you get to find out what was Dylan's and what was mine. There you go. I can't wait. I get to find that out with all of you, the listener. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. We're gonna do swept away first. Um, and I want to do say this about my okay. So my process is that I. I learn guitar, but I don't really play it that well. I like I like chords, and I don't know how to pick. I'm not fast. I'm not very good at it. Um, but I do know how to mute. So you see a lot of like some muting here and there, like and a like chords. a palm mute, exactly. Like a punk rock palm mute. I have a lot of punk rock palm mutes. All right. So you'll see that. And then when I was, I for some reason thought that when I brought Dylan on board, I had to make that transfer that to the piano. So then I bought a keyboard, and I learned how to play those chords on piano. And so then I sent that to Dylan as well. Hmm. So some are my some I are me playing. Not, I did not know that. Yeah. So some are you'll hear me playing guitar. Some you'll hear me like poorly playing piano. And I can't wait for one of the songs because you're gonna be like, "That was Jackie's." Oh, hmm. I can't wait. Hmm. All right, let's start let's, with uh, "Swept Away." Sure. Sure. And go from there. And you said that there was a chord progression or a rhythm. Bum 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 bum. Right? How do you prescribe that? Uh, You're gonna. I think it might have been mine. You might have sped that one up a little bit. You can explain it better. I don't know how to explain it. No, it's a. um... In 2018, we had a thing. Like this. Wait, we had a note pattern. It was a well, but what before you even describe what it is? What is it? It's a note pattern. Or? It's a, a rhythmic phrase that repeats over and over again. In all it's the like songs. A, it's like a not all the songs. A, a lot. lot of the old 2018 sheet music had a piano part that it was like a. It's sort of like a like a like a clave kind of like. Bong, 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 and changing chord. We're gonna change the chord. And I, I, and I want you to listen to these songs, and I don't know if it was mine or Dylan's. So, like, you get to decide. Well, because, listen, this thing was everywhere. Behind, it could have been mine. Behind lyrics, this thing fit, uh, it, it, it fit in a bunch of different places and tempos. And um, Let's it, listen. Yeah. Swept away first. Swept, Swept away first. Swept away. Swept away, swept away, swept away by you. Swept away by you. Swept away, swept away. I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you. And every step I take, I'm further from where I was yesterday. With every step I take, steal me away. There you go. Wow. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it, that's that's that song. <laughs> um, but 
A little different. It's a little different. There's there's no. Uh, it's very kind of like that. Uh, that's a quick bounce you got going. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I was bouncing. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, it was. I mean, I don't want to insult your piano playing. You should. Like I that. told you, I'm not good at it. it. I'm little, pretty bad uh, at it. The the phrase. Um, the, just the, the word herky-jerky comes to mind. <laughs> I'm not even there was, surprised. There was some herking, there was some jerking. And you're going to hear that all podcast along. <laughs> I told you, I thought I had to learn piano to send this stuff. So, like, that's It's just me. like, the, there's no, there's no... Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. no, the, the, there isn't really tempo. It's all just sort of felt. Eh, probably. Um, I mean, I, wonder, I don't all know, right, man. All right, I got something... <laughs> I mean, but hey, it gets the point across. That's what's actually, it's kind of interesting as a way of producing music. Like, well, because, <coughs> well, I suppose if, if you could write the music yourself, you would have. Um, but I don't know how to. There you go. Yeah. But honestly, you know what I think? I actually like having a co-composer. There you go. See, sometimes, sometimes, because really, I think music is one of those, uh, one of those arts. Oh, God, uh, music is a is a thing where sometimes the germ of an idea is more valuable than a fully fleshed out idea. Mm-hmm. Because the germ of an idea can be sculpted into all these different things, and that's what you and Dylan were able to do. Like Dylan swept away, Dylan made it flow. And then, because swept away, how much of the piano did you change for Off-Broadway? Not very much. Yeah, because Dylan, now you can see what, because if you can change anything, you listen to our album. Well, let's, we're going to play Swept a Away. A couple phrases, a couple phrases here Lyrics were changed, yes. Lyrics have been changed. But like the piano, what you hear on the Off-Broadway album, Dylan did the piano. Pretty much. Yeah, because well, he, he certainly did not he do. He play it, but he wrote it. Yes, because you heard my piano. And it's very different. Yeah. And I like well, his more. Although, uh, he's not on the... He's not on the recording. No, but he composed some of that piano. Yes, he did. Diane plays on the recording. That's Diane what I'm saying. Yes, Diane is our pianist. All right, let's hear the off-Broadway version sure. now. Played by Diane, and you guys can compare. And then we're going to move on to the next song. Swept away, swept away, swept away by you. Swept away by you. Swept away, swept away, I'm in love with you. In love with you. And every step I take, I'm further from where I was yesterday. With every step I take, you steal me away. So while everyone was listening to Swept Away, Dylan said, well, not Dylan, I'm sorry, Jackson, you just said if I sent you that what? I mean... <laughs> If I heard that, if I heard that demo, Cole, <laughs> I could make sense of it, but I feel like Dylan provided another link in the telephone game Yes, that is the composition of the score of Good Morning New York. Yep. And I think, because, uh... Okay, before you go any listen, further... I can, I can deal, I can deal with a garbled transmission, but I can also deal with... Because I, I get his punching up of it. Can I can then, I play you? I can do so much better. Sure. So maybe I can give some cred back to myself. 
We'll see if that happens, but I'm interested. And, this is another uh, piano one. Another piano one, all right. Yeah, one of these ages. I have the guitar ones too of it. We'll get to those. But here's the piano one, okay? Mm-hmm. The piano one. Before uh, you try to you try to say a compliment and they like it. Cast but... <laughs> us a pod, play the piano one. <laughs> okay, here's, here's I Can Do So Much Better, my demo. I can do so much better. I can do so much better than this. I can do so much better. I can do so much better than so much better than so much better than. You got the sly in the way you walk. I know. See, you got this glance looking back at me. I know. See, so take your black tie or white shirt to the leather. Get over yourself and treat me better. Cause I can do so much better than you. I can do. Your reaction. I mean, that, that, wow. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna insult me again? It's just, it's so punk rock at times. It's <laughs> so punk rock. Literally, the, uh, <laughs> the, the tempo of the lyrics and the piano hits. It just, it makes me sound, or it makes me feel like Tommy <coughs> Ramone, like, like some... Is that a good like thing? Like some... Is that a good thing? ...kind of drums. It's, uh, well, it's just crazy, because that's sort of what the song turned into, but not, not really at all. But it had that energy, it had that anger energy from the beginning. Yeah. Which is interesting, how that sort of became molded through the sort of telephone game that has been you giving these demos to Dylan, Dylan writing the sheet music from them, and then me writing, or essentially punching up and editing his sheet music. Are you saying that my demo and your Off-Broadway one are more similar than the 2018 one? I'm saying that the sort of telephone game is really interesting because I, you know, that one specifically, I wrote, I don't want to say shoehorned, but I I inserted a section, like a whole middle part that departs from yeah. the original, the original music completely. Right. Um, so, you know, there are moments like that in the show, of course, where it's just sort of me doing my thing. Um, but... The telephone game component of it is what's interesting. But what's, but why is it interesting? Well, just like, you know, because you have your choices that you made. Dylan uh-huh. made choices based on those choices. And then I made choices based on a sort of split of the two. Yeah. Because I had never heard that. Yeah. If I had heard that, <coughs> as in if I had written, I can do so much better to that and only that. It would probably be a little bit faster, mm-hmm. you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, still, the the presence of tempo in that recording is, I mean, there is no pre- <laughs> there is no presence of tempo. It's uh, the melodies are the same though, right? The melodies are largely the same. Yeah. But the music. The but there's piano no. Not. Like yeah, yeah. run it back, run it back a couple minutes. And try and clap along to that. Just try. <laughs> well, also, I do got to say, though, I do think I make it very well known to everyone that I am not trained in music. There you go. Mm-hmm. However. You heard it here however, first, folks. However, that melody is the, the same is there. That melody damn is, That melody is exactly thing. the same. 
you will hear both versions of that song, and uh, it is the same melody. That ain't changing. All right, right so go. let's do one with me on guitar. And melody, the truth is, melody reigns supreme. Uh, that's that's the most copyrightable part of music. And that's why I get co-composing credit. There you go. Let's get one on guitar now. Sure. So you can hear me play that for the first time. You've never heard me play. Ah, uh, you have. You heard Christmas Eve. I heard and Christmas tour. Eve and tour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me send you this. Different. I thought it'd be different. It just happened. Stupid things like this always happen. And I can't just bow out. I'm in too deep. And I can't believe I let my heart get the best of me. Best of me. That was best of me. And? I just didn't know I was qualified. The last line in there. That changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the line is, I'm embarrassed by best of me. Because uh, I just uh, feel weird about it. I will it. say, I think there was a, a portion of that where you absolutely played that song. Yeah. Well, you know. You, the, there was... The, it was the best the, of The me chorus part. of that, the chorus of that is a pretty clear representation of what you get with that song. Um, that yeah. is, uh, that is relatively unchanged uh, mm -hmm. through two composers. Yeah. The, actually, the whole song's relatively unchanged because I asked yeah. Dylan not to change it well, when I go. gave it to him. And I do that sometimes. I and, say, don't change it. And I... And that's what we have. I, I believe you may have given me similar direction. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a fan favorite, don't touch it. Yep, yep, yes yep. I did. Yep. Before I knew it was a fan favorite. Um, Alright, so that's best to me. <clears throat> well, I wanna... It's kind of a, a climactic point in the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when Val finally sort of comes clean about everything. And So, like... speaking of songs that, I mean, remain unchanged and tell you, but like, can you hear Station? I'll hear Station. Okay. Lexi is wonderful at doing Station. So th just take this as me trying to be Lexi. This is before I knew Lexi, but I'm just saying like... Ooh. Like... That's awesome. You see what Lexi does? A... You see what Lexi does on stage? This is like me attempting to do what she successfully does. Mm. So you're about to see it. And ain't, for... ain't that something. <laughs> and for context... Um, Dylan never wrote this one. I had to send it to an outside place to put it on sheet music. Mm -hmm. So when Jackson came on board, that sheet and music that was sheet, so bad. That sheet music was terrible. And Lexi had to learn it with like, I don't know, I don't know how Lexi ever learned this song. Cause like we did not set her up right. And then when you wrote it, she already knew the song cause we didn't change the melody that much. Cause I said, don't change the melody. But I did say, make it 
rock. Remember that? Yep. I was like, add some guitar and like really make it a rock song. And yep. that's what you did. And this was, I think, out of respect to the original uh, run of the show. I kept all of the music, at least relatively. It's so funny. At least relatively piano centric. Well, wait, just wait until, because I do believe I play piano on this. Okay. So let's hear. Let's find out. I think I play piano. Let's see. There's something about you. Something about you. Never had the guts to stand on your own. All the worth we see, you still don't know. And I can't help it. I really wish I did. But I cannot be what they want me to be. Such a waste of time, such a waste of me. Don't you know I've been keeping an eye on you? I wish you saw what I do. Stop wasting yourself on a fake, pretentious bitch. She's a user. You won't be missed. Because those in a ditch get stuck swimming in their shit. Those in denial get emo and suicidal. Bomb in the dollhouse, thinking their castle is crumbling. But to no surprise, nothing is tumbling. The crown's in your head, not the gold that is on it. Unless we're talking teeth, then fought it, baby, fought it. But ego and hatred, you can't take it with you. Why hold on? It's hard to will forget you. And I'm so mad, I want to scream. That's a keeper. Well, it's, it wasn't because the guy, I was so weird on it. Like, who, the, the editing software, like, didn't pick it up. So we just ended it at the station doesn't know what good is, period. Opposed to her saying it's you and, like, singing the... It was originally the station doesn't know what good is, it's you. Hmm. And also, for context, it initially that was... Um, instead of singing to Betty, she was singing to the Steve character. Right. Because that's a very old script. Go to season one, writing part one. We, re mm -hmm. we read the very first draft of the script, and it's like a mess. It's not a mess. It's just not well written from my obvious thoughts. So read that or listen to that, and then you'll understand what that the context for that. But that's changed. So what do you think about Station? It's, um, I mean, it's certainly high energy. You, you almost sound like, uh, you almost have like a, a bit of a, a, like a Getty Lee sound. Mm. You know who's Getty Lee? He's the lead singer of Rush. Okay, is that a good? Is that a compliment? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> also, R.I.P. Neil. R.I.P. Neil. Wait, what do you Neil mean Pert, you don't know if it's Neil a compliment? Neil died. Okay, yeah. he's the drummer of Rush. He does. So he's got those drums. So no compliment on station. I'm. I thought. I liked that. I liked that. I think the original. Uh, spiritually, still very much exists in the in the version that we have. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I I think uh, the energy of that song remains because that's another one where it's like there's there isn't really a chorus. Except yeah, except for saying the station doesn't know what good is, and that's a thing because people say all the time on like well, for tour do, they're like you have to have a chorus, but you station two, you do two. Uh, there's something about you. 
Yeah, but that's not a chorus. It's not a chorus, no. It's and that's the part. thing. And that's the thing. Because in Station, we don't really have a chorus either, but no one makes fun of that one. A chorus is a thing. It's, that, it's an important thing. It's like, oh, you don't have a song with... Without a chorus, man. But that's just I not just, true. I just get so annoyed because there's so many Baba people. Baba O'Reilly, the Who, no chorus. During this process, there's so many people who's been like, "Here's how musical theater works, Jackie," and it's just like, "But I get that. I just don't like it." And that happens like not musically, but sometimes music, but like business and all these other things. Sometimes I just get like, "I get you're telling me how it works, but also like, does it have to work like that?" I'm a disruptor. I got gotcha. you. Rule breaker. Yeah. Breaking well, the law. Well, but like music, music I, like, I like to follow rules. Like tempo. I can't, can't do tempo. That's a rule someone should follow. I no, should you, follow no, that. Cannot. I need to follow that. However, you know, other rules I break and I'm all right with it. But tempo, yes. That is a rule you Tempo's have to big. follow. Tempo's I big. will follow that. Well, because you want people to get it. All right. So listening Although, to these. Although, honestly, the, uh, I mean. I really that demo of Station, it, it reminded me of like the Talking Heads or something. Okay, I it have... It had like a I David me, Byrne vibe. I have me playing <laughs> Open Your Mind mm-hmm. on guitar. Okay. Um, I'm going to find it. I edited the piano one, but I have the original Open Your Mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play that for you because I think it gives you... It's also high energy, but I act, at least I'm not playing a slow song on guitar. Yeah. I've tried to get some cred back. Get Am some I cred losing back. my cred? Well, um, no. I mean, hey, listen, uh, ideas are like, it's like growing crops. I feel like I'm a cred. musician, a musician is part farmer because you just farm songs and ideas. It's it, like <coughs> you may sow the seeds of one song in some weird demo you make. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it grows up and turns into a whole thing. Wait. But you need to, you capture the germ of the idea. Jackson, Staten Island Ferry is on guitar. There you go. And I only recorded it one time, mm-hmm. the only demo we have, and I sent it to Jackson, not Jackson, Dylan, and when I recorded you've, it, I was drunk. You've called him me, mm. and you've called me him. It's yep. uh, hilarious. Yep. Yep. And I recorded one demo, recorded it drunk, Send it to Dylan. Mm-hmm. And this is what we will play now. There you go. History, people. History. Ayuga! It's supposed to be the horn. Because we're on a ship. Yes. A ship. It's a marvelous place, Staten Island. The southernmost parts of the city and state. Population 479,458. Wow. That's a lot of people. Yes. Do you think they're happy with the right prescription? They say a lot of things about the island of those human beings. Their accents far beyond their years. Like going to space in a dumpster far away. A dumpster, yes, but magical. How so? They're trash, but they don't even know. So why would I want to go? Take a ride with me 
see, see the skyline tonight You barely have to open your eyes A romantic place to be Looking at New York City From the Staten Island Island Ferry Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh-huh. Wow. I love your voice. Steady as she goes. Auga. Pull on your nose. Auga. Steady, steady as she goes. Wow. You're so emotionally available. Can I have some of that beer? You must first pay a price. Please, no. You get one sip for one kiss. I don't think you understand the severity of a situation. One for one, or it looks like we're done. You've now arrived at Staten Island. Please exit. Now boarding to Manhattan. There will be a modulation here. Take a ride with me. Come here, Pookie. Oh my! They kiss. Modulation again. Take a ride with me. Funny you'll see. See the skyline tonight. It's funny how you open my eyes. Know where I'd rather be. Auga you, auga me. Auga us, auga love. Probably is the best groove out of all of them. Uh, it really, it gives me kind of like a Burt Yanch feeling. Who's Burt Yanch? Burt Yanch, Yanch? Yanch is a wonderful acoustic kind of folk singer-songwriter. I believe he's uh, he's from the UK, from Scotland. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, specifically. But Burt Yanch wrote a lot of really amazing songs. And that kind of, it just at least felt in one way or another connected to what Burt Yanch sounds like. Take a ride with me, and honey, you will see, see the skyline tonight. It's funny how you open my eyes. Just plug your nose, your glance on me. It's the most romantic place to be. Looking at New York City, from the Staten Island Ferry. So that's the Staten Island Ferry, and now let's move on to If He Loved Me. If He Loved Me. Yeah. We're not doing Open Your Mind. Yeah, well, yeah. 
I'm going to delete that part from the podcast. Okay, she's going to delete it. Yeah, so if you're like, what happened? Yeah, it's because I can't find the guitar, and I'm very sad. But I looked for it, and I can't find it. Yeah. But, like, Jackson, you never heard me play guitar, like, and try. You tried? No, I but, like, like... Hey, Bernie no, Amch is a... Bernie I'm saying is a my fine... strumming. You've never heard me strum and and do more than just one chord per measure. Yeah, but you, like, held a pulse. <laughs> That's hey. So after hearing that's these, something, man. After, if you're holding so, a pulse, if you're holding a pulse, you're at least doing that. So if I were to be like, hey, do you want to be part of my new Irish Thanksgiving musical? And I gave you songs like that, would you be like, yeah? Or would I you could, be like, I could Whoa. work with that. I could totally work with that, especially like. So I haven't lost. Get to all. do a get to do a folk thing. Bert Yanch would actually be quite a good uh, vibe for that. Uh, to me, Jackson. To me, um, what? I have music recorded for my my next idea. Do you? On guitar. Okay. Um all right. Uh I think if I am reading you correctly, this would give everybody a look into perhaps how the sausage is made. Um mm-hmm. Of me hearing a a song from your upcoming yeah. show. Yeah, and I think I keep a tempo. She thinks she keeps a tempo. Now, all right, here's this. I actually really want to play it for you. Let me hear it. Because we were, I was, I was well, like, we said, we you. said we were doing something else, though. We well, said, yeah, we said we'll do If You, if you Love Me. But this has love gonna, in the title, too. It's called Love Starts With a Pint. Well, we Remember told I him, told you about we this? We told him about... If he loved me, so we should do if he loved me. Oh, Jackson. I'm just trying to, I don't know. <coughs> nah, nah. I think improv is good. Sure. That's what gave us some lines in Staten Island Ferry, pretty much all the lines that they say spoken. Can I just play? I just want, because I just want to show you that I can keep a tempo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you might even like some of the song. I, there you go. One, and it, and one it's called hope. Love Starts With a Pint. And it like, do you there sing are it problems with it. Do you sing it in an accent of any kind? We will see. <laughs> Beer me making life, but not too sweet like a cider and the fall up brand. It's your call. You see, these drinks, they don't come cheap, but I'm happy to share. So, Summer, grab a chair. And I wonder if he knows it. I wonder if she'll see. I wonder if tonight, tonight, she'll end up with me. And I wonder what he's thinking. I like all the rest. I can barely catch my breath. And? Uh, the intro was strong. The intro was very strong. Um, I think uh, definitely with a little punching up and um, with maybe a couple like <coughs> I I might have I might have to figure out how to whistle to really make this thing pop, you know? I might have to figure that out or get somebody. Penny whistle players, get at me. Make, what, what, can you tell me what a penny whistle is? I should It's know, that but... Irish little teeny tiny metal flute. See? The little metal flute. It's, and, it's and, a... and like, this is a draft, and I know that the song's not good. And, you That's... know, we could definitely work in like a, a nice 3-8 kind of blah, 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 And then you have maybe some you know, like see, <laughs> see. I am. That's I am zero percent Irish. 
<laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a lot Irish. There you go. But like you play because that song's right before intermission, where like two people are about to fall in love, mm-hmm. but then something happens. Sure. <gasps> but I can't say. I think, I, I think <coughs> if done properly with like some strings or something. Yes. Some strings, some nice acoustic guitar. Bert Yanch, of course. You know what would I think? Be a fantastic of? place. To when you start. go into an Irish pub and they have like that little band in there that's a playing. Pub. Yeah. Yeah, a fiddler. You need a fiddler yes, on this. Like the band, when you walk into a pub and the band that's there is the band that would yeah. be like the. Like a little upright bass. Yeah. Maybe a tambourine or something, some guitar. And that's how it's composed. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. You like it? I think we could. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I have to check my busy schedule. <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding or not. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding, though. We're a little busy right now. We Somewhat, actually are quite busy right yeah, now. Yeah, we're quite busy with the yeah, show. Yeah, that, that's why, like, so I've been writing Irish Thanksgiving. People who listen to the podcast actually know about this already. Okay. Working title. They've already heard about it. But I've been writing it um, usually on Sunday nights. Just I go to bars, as I mm-hmm. always do. And I just, I've been writing because I, like, I love the musical that we're doing and I have so much passion yeah, for it. Yeah, but it's all about the next thing, you know? The next well, thing that's is... not what it's about. <coughs> like, I like, I, part of me misses going back to those early days when I was just sitting at a bar writing my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, like, making jokes and being like, oh, it's kind of good. Like, it was, it was nice to be creative again because this musical, I wrote it, well, I wrote the book. And then I gave it to Dylan, gave it to you, and so like everyone is taking it, taking it to a new level. Yeah. And it's kind of fun going very back to that very first moments of creating something new, and it's just yourself. Sure, sure. So that's when I've been writing this on the side, not because of the next best thing. I'm just like, it's pretty relaxing, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it gets me away from all the chaos of like producing, and it reminds me like, why did I do this in the first place? Because I like it. Mm-hmm. I like writing. It is good to like it. I actually think, uh, I mean, that's a lovely place to end, right? Getting back to the reason why you, why you enjoy it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So if he loved me comes up, and uh, we're gonna play that one. So what's funny about if he loved me? <coughs> um, which it's really uncomfortable for me to sit in that audience, and so here's I've said on the podcast before, and I'll just say it again, like. The person who it's about will never come to the off-Broadway show. And it's uncomfortable because people think that I wrote it about them. Mm. Like, all my guy friends who come. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, it's really uncomfortable. Like, uh, Carly Simon. (laughs) Although she wrote that song about Warren Beatty, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So only Warren Warren Beatty, yeah. Only Warren Beatty truly knows how how, how that feels. (laughs) Uh, my dad was just talking to me about that, actually. Yeah. yeah it's interesting you mentioned that. So, um, so if you love me, it's funny. The dude is never going to come to the show. And also, it was years ago. So, I wrote that song, and but in the show, like, guys turn around. And they're like, is that about me? And, like, and I had to tell someone who saw the show already this round that it's not about him. Probably dashed his dreams. No, because the dude's engaged, and it's like, you should get over it. Mm. Yeah, it's like, not about you. Because he was well, telling my friends that he thought it was about Sounds him. like he's going to keep the marriage counseling industry in business. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so if you guys, just so you know, the, no one's going to know who this is about. Not even him, and that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm, secrecy. <coughs> and also, Morgan sings it better. So let's take a listen to me attempting to hit some of those notes, huh? Huh? Let's do it. 
One look, it's really all that I need, one look And then we would be happy, we'd pumpkin pick in the fall Hide inside all winter long Come summertime, we drink all night If he loved me, he would walk right up If he loved me, he would ask for my hands And we'd dance But I'd be naive to think that I could change a man But I'd love the chance One look If he loved me, he would walk right up. But he doesn't. Any words I say won't make change. It's a That's, no, that's back. the original one. What? That's the original one, yeah. yeah. And or then Morgan sings what? The same thing. Right? Does, so... I want to, I, I want to finally do that right. I'm also her. recording it. <laughs> Is, do I sing that? So Dylan, obviously, and rightfully so, did cut a lot of my reaches when I was going everywhere with the notes. But we kept that... Doo -doo 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 -doo. I don't know how to do it. My voice hurts. Mm -hmm. um, did that stay the same? Because I think it's the same unless the notes changed. It's in there. It's in there, and I play some little harmony flourish with it. Um, it would... I mean, you know... It would be great to write like a string part or something. Something oh, that yeah. really kinda something <laughs> that really kinda brings out the flowery kind of like almost sort of a romantic era vibe of that um that part of that song. Mm. The way Morgan presents that run is actually really like sort of operatic that way. Yeah. And I think if you did something, uh, you know, the, the, the arrangement we have serves that purpose a little bit, and, mm -hmm. you know, with the, the flourishing that we can do with what we have. Um, but, like, 
you know, some, some Baroque woodwinds or something would be fantastic there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, like, I hope, you know, I know we're talking, like, we're talking about new stuff, but I, there's a part of me that hopes someone, like, comes up to us and says, hey, we'll pay you this much to add all this, and then we'll produce it ourselves. Like, I would love for someone to walk up to us, be like, we'll pay you to add these instruments, and then we'll produce it ourselves and just give you money. I mean, that would be... I would love that. Amazing. <coughs> I know. It really would. Just putting it out there, universe. Yep. If you're if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Well, because we've talked about it before. Well, I mentioned it like it would be fun to have like theater companies in like Chicago or Denver, Nashville. Nashville. Be like, hey, we'll pay you to write Good Morning Nashville. And then we just like, they fly us out for like a week and we just, they, on their dime, and then we write to their market. And then we just give it to them, and then they, they pay us. And Nashville, then... I mean, we'd have to up the country of the show. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. We it... would have to, I mean, but like Bye I'm Bye saying... Billy, by, if you see the show, one of those songs is a country song that mm-hmm. I wrote. Mm-hmm. My dad loved it. I wanted it to, it just, and the whole thing with that, because uh, it is essentially a song about a road trip. Um, right. So, I, I mean... The sound of the American road is country. But wouldn't it be fun to like, well, fun, maybe, fun, sure, but like to write for other markets. I, I mean, just yeah. think that would be... That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be an amazing and opportunity. on their dime. Of course, obviously. That's... It's a big dream of mine. Sure, and dream big, Jackie. I will. You don't get, you know how you get from writing in a bar to talking with your second composer? How? How? Um, by dreaming big, you know, writing in an Irish bar, <coughs> writing in an Irish bar to talking with somebody about the show that you're currently doing, uh, you know, you you gotta dream big to do that. I agree with you. To to make to cr- to close that distance, you know. Right. Yeah. Gotta dream big, and then you also gotta like see the commercial standpoint of your dreams. Sure. <laughs> like you can write something. Doesn't mean anyone wants to hear it, you know? Oh, Jackson has to go. All right, so here's where we're going to end things. Dim the lights. We're just going to butt those together. So you'll hear my demo, then you'll hear the real one. The good one that people like. Fantastic. I'll do, I'll do one more song. Okay. I mean, that's the plan, for me to do one more song. Okay, fine. Here's Dim the Lights. They dim the lights every night at five. Setting the mood, it is new, just new to you. Setting the stage for romance, you think it's chance, but it's planned. First you have to notice, and then you'll understand. Notice what? Let me see, let's see, let's see, okay, okay, her, over there, see? The blonde? I call her baby boo, over there in the corner booth. She comes here every night. Same hoop earrings, tight dress, so obvious. Trying to get with the Wall Street associates. But not the good ones, because they're still at work. She doesn't know that, because she's stupid. What? Everyone knows they work until midnight. Dude, how often do you come here? Back to ba- baby boo. I swayed her away from that corner booth. It was love at first sight. I proposed, she said yes, I thought my life was set. That's the bong. That's the signature rhythmic phrase. That's it. That's absolutely it. So it's my fault. Bum, 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 bum. Yep. 
But that's, that's only the, but but you've heard all my other songs on piano, and that's the only time I have a bong. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just like stuck with it. He's like, I hear it, and I'm sticking with it. The bong. <coughs> that I, I mean, the bong still survives till this day. Yeah. You know, it's in the show. It's in the show in part. So it's my but fault. A lot of a lot of what I did was changing that bong into other things. Um. Like, some of the more guitar-centric parts might have been sections of just, uh, you know, a little too much bonging mm-hmm. in the original uh, original sheet music there. Yeah. <clears throat> and now we know that in one of them, it was my fault. In one of them. And that's it. That's it for our podcast. We'll uh, leave you with the off-Broadway version of Dim the Lights. But before we do that... Jackson, anything you'd like to add about this process? Uh, just, you know, you gotta love the craft. Like HP Lovecraft. Okay, funny. Now, when you look forward, is this, do you see yourself, like, besides just me, but like, working on other, like, pursuing other musical theater, like, arranging and music directing, you don't want me to cut that out or no? what do you I'll take a gig I'll take any gig but like I don't know I don't know I'm not closed off to the idea but I'm also not necessarily going to pursue pursue that I, I don't <coughs> know I kind of want to do other stuff well, because you know? you've always done others. Like, like you're, you're a rock band. Yeah, not rock band. You yeah, have that rock, I, you have all these other play bands. In, I, I play in uh, a few different bands. And this musical, honestly, if I, had to, if I had to give a reference point for what I wanted this thing to sound like, for what I want this thing to sound like, um, and it struck me the other day as I was listening to it, I, I, think, it's, I think it's Katie Lied. I think it's a Steely Dan album. I just want it to sound like Katie Lied by Steely Dan. Hmm. Which is hard to do mm-hmm. because it's an amazing record and Steely Dan pretty much only makes amazing records. Uh, Rip Walter as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just something about that record and how the songs are lyrically poignant and sort of the way the guitar and the piano kind of (coughs) interplay on that record. I think a lot of that comes through in the live show and parts of, uh, parts of the off Broadway album too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then so, when I finish my Irish folk musical, would that be something you'd want to do? You need to go learn how to play the mandolin, but yeah, sure. Good to know. I have a ways to go. <laughs> oh boy, I have a ways to go. And I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Me neither. Because I have to write, I have to finish it. 50 pages in so far. Mm-hmm. But then I have to do roundtables with both Irish people and comedians because I really like that. And then I do it with my storyteller friends. And once I, th- I think I got something solid, then I'll do another roundtable with my comedians again 
and then Jacksonville. Wow. <laughs> so I get, uh, I get only the most heavily vetted art, which well, is great. You know it's why? No, you know why? Because like I'd be embarrassed. Like my first, like showing you my first draft of stuff. It's it's embarrassing. It's not that embarrassing. You should hear some of the demos I have of songs. Yeah, but like they're horrifying. But like, but I'm saying not even drafts, but like my book, the book of some stuff. It's like what the hell? Like, don't you don't wouldn't you want a little more polished version before I was like and make this music, or would you want me to have like at least a story that makes sense? And they'd be like, now how do we add music? Well, the truth is, <coughs> I mean, as I've been as I've been saying, like all you need is the germ of an idea. You know, the germ of an idea can be fleshed out into an actual idea. So you'd want to sit in on the early table reads where it's, like, rocky. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like you'd want to sit in when I have a script. Yeah. And I'm like... When you have, a, when you have like, a well-polished set of lyrics. Yeah. You know, a, a well-polished book. Or at least, like, a gap for being like, and where does this idea... Like, an idea, but that's, you know... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, totally. and I think... Um, the tone of a script informs the tone of whatever music you're writing. That's why I was time. like, I don't think you'd want to sit in on those early ones. Because sometimes, and you've noticed it in 2018, I get the tone wrong. And I have to, like, you know, figure that out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good to know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get your tone wrong. I know. That's most of what I do as a guitar player. <laughs> Just trying to get my tone right, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to get well, my, good. Trying to get my tone right. Well, good. Well, I'll see you in six months then, when the when I've well, <laughs> gotten that far. You'll see me Friday at <coughs> Broadway Con. Thursday at the show. Thursday at the show, of course. Mm-hmm. We're uh, up at the Players Theater every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and for matinees on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Broadway Con, twelve to two, mm-hmm. and. Uh, at your local live music establishment in New York City. You have a show. Oh, actually, this won't, we won't post it until Thursday, so... But you have a show Wednesday, but I do that's... have a... It'll be the night before everybody hears this. Cool. Cool. Cool show. Thanks for coming on. I think I lost my voice. It sounds like you have a voice, though, still. No, but, like, I'm losing it. Hmm. Drink some more tea. <laughs> at, like, five. It's actually true. We probably had, like, half a tin possible have a nice day everyone good morning yorkmusical.com buy tickets see us at broadway con it'll be such a hoot we have free stuff if you talk to us long enough if you don't talk to us long enough you don't get the free thing that we've planned and it's cool i'm gonna tell jackson after we stop recording mm. um secrets anything else Any, oh but listen to our album itunes and spotify and if you know anyone <clears throat> you know tell them to come to our show yeah come see us I really lost my voice. I have to get like much closer to the mic now. Hmm. Uh-oh. I have a radio thing tomorrow. I don't think I can do it. You're going to be fine. I hope. Yeah. Bye, guys. Say bye. Bye.